The Zamzo's Garden Show is sponsored by Zamzo's. The views, opinions, and advice offered by the show's hosts do not necessarily reflect those of KBOI or its parent company, Cumulus Media. KBOI makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information expressed and shall not be responsible or liable for any claims arising out of the use of or reliance upon any such information. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzo's growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see it. Got the help that you needed. Zamzo's really makes you want to come home. I'm coming home, cause nobody knows. Like Zamzo's. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on News Talk KBOI. To be a part of the show, call now, 1-800-529-KBOI or 336-3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI. How's it going, everybody? This is the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie, live in studio. So happy to be here, uh, especially because it's going to be so 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 hot today and uh the studio is nice and ac here so uh i'm just enjoying my time but i'd love to talk to you too if you have something on your mind something that's going on out in your lawn or garden and you want to talk about it or ask questions about it or uh just you know i'd love to hear an update on how your garden's going uh this year or your lawn or whatever it is i'd love to talk to you you can give me a call today at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Got a few things uh, to talk about that are happening over at the old Zamzos and a handful of topics uh, to get into today. Um, first thing I want to mention uh, is we do have an offer going on right now at all 13 Zamzos where uh, you can get, uh, when you buy a bottle of Dr. Jim's Chicken Soup for the Soil, you get a free bucket to make some compost tea. And uh, we'll get in, we're going to dig into uh, compost tea here in a little bit. So we'll talk about that a little more in depth. But if it's something that you're interested in, it's a fun little project. It's a cool way to uh, turn an organic fertilizer into something uh, even more awesome and uh, does a great job for your plants. So we're going to get into that quite a bit here in a little while. Um, but we do have that offer going on right now at all Zamzos. And we also have um, all of the Zamzos branded garden vegetable seeds are buy one, get one free right now. So uh, we'll talk about why uh, you should do maybe consider doing that a little bit later as well, because, uh, you know, there's always stocking up for next year. And there is an opportunity to get another extra harvest and some of those things uh, this fall. So that's what's going on over at the old Zamzos. But uh, again, there's probably plenty of stuff you've got going on. So if you'd like to be a part of the show, please give me a call 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. I would love to talk to you. First thing I want to start off with, as I mentioned, uh, and as you probably have uh, realized by now, it is 11 o'clock. It looks like it's already about 95 degrees, and uh, it's supposed to be very hot this weekend. We're looking at 106 today, um, which just sounds kind of awful, and 107 tomorrow, which sounds one degree more awful. (laughs) 
<laughs> so uh, so hopefully we can get through that. But uh, I was kind of thinking about, well, I was thinking about a lot of things. Actually, this morning was kind of a, a, a bittersweet moment for me as uh, I... I hesitate to bring it up because I I know she's probably like I have like ninety percent sure my oldest daughter is not listening. Uh, but she is on an adventure. She uh, decided she's been working towards this thing and uh, is going down to New Mexico for a month to do a, a work program and 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 learn some things that she's passionate about. And she's doing it all on her own, and it's 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 a little nerve wracking as a parent to, you know, she's not leaving the nest officially, uh, but she is leaving for a short time, and so it is kind of uh, it's kind of a weird like week of reflection for me. Thanks, Tara, I appreciate that. Uh, it is a bit of a, a week of you know it was a couple some time of reflection for me as I was thinking about you know my my daughters you know kind of making some big strides and. Uh, and, and just kind of thinking about August, like I know it's still technically July, but we're almost to August and August is kind of the last month of summer. It's the last, you know, hot month and it starts to cool down towards the end. And, uh, and, but there's not a lot to, um, the, the busy work is done, right? We've, we've gotten everything planted and we've done all of our stuff. And now we're kind of entering this phase of our year where it's really just kind of about tending, making sure things are healthy and uh, are thriving and doing the things that they're supposed to be doing and helping them along the way. And, uh, and so I wanted to talk about some of those things. We'll get into that a little bit, but, um, anyway, I, I don't know why I was so down such a reminiscent road, uh, today, uh, the last couple days, but, uh, it's just kind of a big deal for me. Um, but the heat is kind of the big concern right now. Um, as these temperatures rise, what I really want you to consider is take a couple days off from spraying weeds. There might be some weeds out in the lawn and garden, uh, that, you know, have been bugging you. Don't, don't go spraying them then over the next couple days. Uh, you know, which is a weird thing for me to say. I know as a, you know, a company that sells products to do that stuff. I'm not saying don't do it ever. Just maybe take a day off, uh, today and tomorrow. And the, there's, a, there's a couple of really important reasons why. I know I talked about this last week, but I really want to kind of hammer this point home in that, you know, spraying weeds right now, even when it's hot, like we're already looking at 96 degrees, it's going to get up to 106. That means we're probably not getting down into the 80s until super late this evening uh, today. And it doesn't give you a really good window to spray weeds. And spraying weeds when it's this hot becomes very dangerous. It becomes dangerous for the plants in the area, not just the ones you're trying to kill, but you have a really big opportunity to have um, a kill that you did not intend. You know, it could kill the grass even at those temperatures. You have a high chance of drift, which is where the, the, what you spray, uh, goes what's called volatile. It sounds really bad and it kind of is, but volatile in that the, the, the chemical in the water, um, essentially turns into a mist and it can drift onto unintended plants. And then when it lands, it causes damage to those things. And even a granular, uh, herbicide can cause this sort of damage because you still have to apply it with water and now it's become liquid and then it's going, it still has that opportunity to evaporate and, and move around. So 
this weekend, really not a great idea to spray weeds. Um, in addition to that, there is a big risk to yourself uh, as you're outside. If you're doing that, uh, you know, you're sweating, your pores open up that drift or if you get some of it on it on your skin it, it can be absorbed into your skin very quickly uh, and it can get you really sick and we don't want that to happen um, so take care of yourself this weekend you know uh, there's a lot of other things you can do uh, but when it comes to the weed spraying just you know when you get to that part of the day just take a break you know go inside pour yourself a drink maybe a little ice water and just Enjoy the day and enjoy the AC for a little bit uh, because you know, obviously we want to stay hydrated. But killing those weeds is not worth uh, accidentally causing some serious damage to your trees or your shrubs or your lawn or your your vegetable garden or you know even worse you. So just take it, take a moment, take take that time off. You're gonna be, it's gonna be okay. We'll have uh, some cooler temperatures in the future, and you'll be able to take care of those things. Or you can always go super old fashioned and pull those weeds up by hand. We've got a lot of options for that as well. You know, sometimes it can be a little bit tricky in some instances to really take care of that. But do some weed pulling. But while you're out there, please stay hydrated, have water with you, and uh, and and just don't put yourself into a situation where you're gonna find yourself in ill health. We don't want that. You got to keep, uh, you got, you got lots of work to do. So take your time. It'll get done eventually. And, uh, and you'll be in much better shape. So that is my, my big concern for you this weekend. Stay safe, stay hydrated. Uh, and don't, don't, should we go ahead and take the call? Okay. Let's go ahead and go to John in Kimberly, who is called. John, how's it going? How can I help you today? Hey, good morning. It's going great. Several years ago, I lived in Oregon and absolutely loved the fresh berries, blueberries, boysenberries, etc. Yeah. I live in the Magic Valley now and have planted several blueberry plants, mm-hmm. and they're not really doing very well. Do you have any advice? Is it possible to grow good blueberries in southern Idaho? If uh, so, do you have a product or any recommendations for yeah. me? Yeah, there are a few products now. A lot of it depends on the variety. Some blueberries like an acidic soil, um, yeah. and we don't have that. Um, so that's right. that's kind of our biggest barrier. There, they, I, I, they have developed, or I have been developing some varieties that do uh, better in a more alkaline or neutral soil than what a lot of blueberries do, uh, or typically do. Um, so do you have these planted just in the ground, or do you have them in pots? I have them in the ground back okay. in my garden area. Okay. So um, one thing you can do is, um, is, is to kind of lower that pH. Lowering pH is a very difficult task. It's not something that goes very, it happens very easily, but you're going to want to apply some sulfur, uh, elemental sulfur. You can get it in a powder or we typically sell it as a granular, um, and that will help lower the pH of the soil. Have to do it a couple of times a year. I would really recommend that you get a um, some test kits, some pH test kits. You can get like one-off tests um, or some that you know have multiple tests or. Um, even something that is like uh, they make a like a water probe. It's a, a pH probe uh, right. that you can use. When you use the probe, uh, what you want to do is dig the soil out so that it's nice and loose. Put it in a cup and measure it that way. Don't go shoving it okay. in the dirt. That'll break it. Um, but that then that way you can monitor your pH and see how it's changing. 
uh, over time, and then you can adjust with uh, your sulfur. Um, even a little bit of peat moss can help, um, but really it's just a matter of uh, continuing to work on the soil, get good organic material in there, adjust the pH when you can, give it some thrive, uh, some compost tea, which I'm going to talk about here in a later is another one that's really helpful. And then you might even need to be giving it some shade in the summer months because they don't typically yeah. like the heat that we tend to get. Um, so setting up some yeah. sort of shade cloth for them in the summer uh, can be very helpful. Yeah, thank you. I can tell they're getting totally hammered this last two weeks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because my parents, uh, I'm from Portland, uh, and my parents oh, yeah. live uh, in Dundee, which uh, is down yeah. south there. But they live really close to a, a blueberry uh, field. And, I mean, it's full sun all the time, but there's a big difference between Idaho full sun and uh, right. the Willamette Valley full sun. It's really kind of interesting. But, yeah, giving it a little bit of shade can go a long way. And then, uh, yeah, just those other fertilizers, things like that, and then maybe even focusing a little bit on some more and some extra phosphorus. Phosphorus is what okay. promotes blooming, um, so that can help you set some berries, doing that early uh, so you get a good amount of flowers to help set berries um, as they go. Cool. Thank you very much. Well done. Appreciate yeah, you it. bet. Appreciate the call, John. Um, we are going to go to a quick break, and we will be right back here on the Zamzo's Garden Show on KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Jim Zamzel, here with my son, Joss. Hi, Dad. Hey, I hear you have a magic trick to show me. I do. Watch me take a half a gallon of our all-around best garden fertilizer, chicken soup for the soil, and turn it into five gallons of the best, fastest-working plant additive you've ever seen. How are you going to do that? Well, all you need to do is pour the chicken soup for the soil into a bucket, fill it with water, and add a double handful of good soil from your garden. Place it in the sun and stir it at least once a day for three days, and you're done. Hey! that does sound magical it is it's compost tea one of the true wonders of mother nature and for a limited time only when you buy 64 ounces of chicken soup for the soil we will give you a five gallon bernie zamzo bucket for free oh and the timing is perfect because compost tea is the ideal way to kickstart anything in your yard but it really works fast on flowers and makes your garden vegetables really shine so pick up some zamzo's chicken soup for the soil get your free five gallon bucket and start making magic in your yard and garden now Nate Shellman, live, weekday afternoons from 3 to 7 on News Talk KBOI. All right, we are back for part two of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie, and uh, we already had a great call from John and Kimberly about blueberries, which actually reminded me of a fun little story. I don't know if it's fun, but since I'm being so reminiscent and going down my memory lanes today, as I mentioned, I grew up in Portland. And for a long time, I took the transit system that was in Portland. Uh, I, you know, I took the bus, took the max, but uh, I ended up would have to walk a lot of places. So I, I spent a lot of time walking, which actually, you know, as I think about it, I really enjoyed because you get to think about things and, and it's really calming and, you know, except for the cars driving by crazy fast. But uh, over that time, I, I had specific routes that I would take based on different plants that I knew were there, uh, you know, because I'd want to see a tree in bloom. Uh, I remember there was a, a couple different patches of 
uh, blackberries that would grow over, you know, somebody's fence kind of on, onto the sidewalk. And I would always walk past those and stand there and grab a handful of blackberries. And as I was walking and, and then there were other places that would have like a star Jasmine. I remember star Jasmine who smells beautiful. And I would always make, I would like go to the other side of the road that I didn't have to be on just because I wanted to walk by the star Jasmine and smell it. It was such a, such a nice thing. Something you know, weird things like that that you miss. Anyway, we're not talking about that sort of stuff today. If you'd like to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. You can give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. We are live. We have open phone lines, and I would love to talk to you. Uh, we're talking. I spent a little bit of time talking about um, being careful out in the sun because it is very hot this week. Uh, this weekend, it looks like it's going to cool off a little bit next week. So, you know, things like spraying the weeds, go ahead and just save that project for some other time. Go for it by hand. Get some tools to do that. Um, but there are some things we can do right now. Uh, for instance, applying Humagreen to your lawn. If your lawn's struggling, uh, if you, you know, haven't been doing stuff, or even if you have been doing stuff and it's just not kind of up to snuff what you want it to be, you can absolutely apply Humagreen right now. Like I said, stay hydrated, but apply your Humagreen um, and immediately water it all in. Uh, that's going to be just great for your lawn right now. So I would absolutely recommend uh, applying Humagreen right now. Green right now. You can do that without worry of uh, damage to your lawn. It'll be great. Your lawn will love it. Let's go ahead and take another phone call. We've got Gene in Boise. Gene, how's it going? How can I help you Good afternoon, or I guess it's still morning. Yeah, anyway, close. I have uh, a new tree that I purchased from you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Sun Valley maple, and I'm just questioning how often, because it's a small tree. Yeah. Um, I've already apply, applied Thrive once. It's been in the ground for about almost a month now. Okay. And how often should it be watered? That is a great question. Yeah, that's a great question, Gene. I was actually just writing an article about tree planting um, just this, just a couple days ago, and and watering a tree is a, is always a tricky one. Um, a lot of it depends on your soil type and how you've amended. Uh, but typically, a new tree planting right now probably needs to get watered. Um, I would say probably close to three times a week. Now, when you water, you want to, what I have always done and what I kind of just recommend is you turn the hose on to a slow trickle and you just leave the hose underneath the tree and you want to soak it really well. Get a good amount of water down because that's going to push down into the soil. So you make sure you get all the roots watered and then you want to give it time to dry out in between. Overwatering kills more trees than underwatering. Um, so, I would say at least three times a week, you should be watering for close, like depending on the size, if it's smaller, probably like 30 minutes. If it's bigger, you may need to go for an hour or more, but give it a good soak. Um, and then watch what the water does. If it sticks around for a really long time, uh, like on the surface, it takes a long time to really get into the soil. Uh, extend the time before you water again a little bit longer because that means that water, that soil is holding on to the water really tightly and it's going to last for a, a lot longer than you typically think. And you want to let those roots kind of get to a point where they're almost drying out uh, before you put more water on them. Okay. 
because on, of course, we're on irrigation, Mm -hmm. which is wonderful, and it's every other day for 20 minutes. That's what you're doing? Yep. Okay. And it, it looks really dry in on the days that it is not being watered. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, in that, so what I, what you might even do then, so here's what I would recommend you do next then, Gene. What, what, what you should do before you make any kind of assumption when it comes to the water, get your hand trowel out or a shovel and go a few feet away from the trunk so you're not digging into the roots and dig down into the soil a little bit and see what the soil's doing. Um, if you dig down and the soil looks wet, um, it might be a little too much because if it can look dry, if it has too much water as well, um, it does the same thing. Uh It starts to droop a little bit. So, so check the soil out about, you know, four to six inches below the surface because the surface dries out a lot faster than it does below there. And if, if you're doing, you know, what you're doing and it, it just looks a little dry every other day. Um, that's not, that's not necessarily bad. If it's not burning up, um, you're not seeing a lot of crinkly leaves, which you might see when it's a new tree. Um, I probably wouldn't worry a a ton and just kind of keep going with what you're doing. Um, you might even, you know, if you've got your sprinklers going, you might even just take the hose out and just give it an extra 20 minutes so that it really soaks in. And that should be plenty to get you through a day or two. Okay, great. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for the call, Gene. I appreciate that. Good luck with your tree. I hope it does well uh, this summer. This is a stressful time for him. So, all right, we're going to go to another quick break. If you'd like to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. Give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Zamzo here with another satisfied customer of Zamzo's Humagreen. Here's Jen Lajeunesse. My husband and I decided to use Zamzo's Humagreen three years ago when we bought our home because we wanted the greenest yard in the subdivision. We've used it every year faithfully since then and have found that the Zamzo's Humagreen just gives us a nice, lush, beautiful, love to walk in it with my bare feet kind of grass. Thanks, Jen. Remember, Humagreen is not a fertilizer. It's a unique, biologically correct product that enhances the soil and actually improves it every time you apply it. We recommend it to all of our neighbors and our friends. So many of them have started using the Zamzo's Lawn Program. They want their grass to look like ours. So take it from Jen LaJeunesse of Nampa. I love when you pull up into the driveway and you just see that deep green lawn. It makes our front yard look like a park almost. I love that look. Nobody knows like Sam's Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. All right, we are back for part three. Oh my gosh, we're already to part three of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I am so happy to be here. It's nice and cool here in the studio, and uh, I got some work to do this afternoon, but... I'm going to enjoy this while I can. Stay hydrated, everybody. Okay. If you'd like to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. I'm the host of the Zamzo's Garden Show, Nolan Guthrie. Give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. All right. So I've been talking a little bit about uh, just being safe out there. You know, don't don't uh, don't go crazy spraying a bunch of stuff uh, in the middle of the day. 
and particularly your weed controls. I don't want you to spray that stuff this weekend. Wait till it cools down some. You'll be a lot safer uh, for your plants and for you. But let's get into compost tea a little bit because I want to talk about this. Um, as we were talking about like gardening, you know, we've, we, we spend all spring. Spring just seems like this hectic, like whirlwind of like doing all this crazy amounts of work and you put all this work into your garden. You get it all planted. And, and now it's kind of like the point where you get to just really enjoy what you've done. Um, and I think it's important to just take those moments, just think about it, what you accomplished. You know, it's still, you still got work to do, uh, but you've, you've done it. You've made it. And so really now what we're doing is we're tending our garden. We're just making sure everything's healthy and doing what it's supposed to do. Um, and that's why I want to talk about compost tea, because when we look at the timeline of what's left for this year, we are almost, it's basically August, um, which means, uh, we're not that far off from our first frost. Uh, temperatures are going to start cooling down quite a bit. Uh, eventually, we still got a good month of August. Um, but we want to start preparing our plants so that they're producing when we want to be start harvesting. So there's a lot of different things we can do um, to just get them prepared. And compost tea is a great way to do that, especially if you got some plants that are uh, you know, lagging behind a little bit, aren't quite as big as you want, are looking a little uh, peaked, they need a little boost, compost tea is a great way to really help them catch back up and start doing some some work for you. I do want to point out, though, this is something that happens quite a, quite often. Um, it happened a lot more last year, but I think you'll start seeing it now. Um, a lot of your tomatoes are going to be very, some of your tomatoes, I should say, will be a little less productive right now in the heat. And it depends on the variety of tomato that you have planted. If you've got something like an early girl or a celebrity or um, like a 4th of July, some of those really fast early tomatoes, um, or those would typically be your tomatoes that are like a 45 or 35 to 40 day to harvest time. Those tomatoes grow better in cooler temperatures. And once it gets hot like this, the plant doesn't die, but they just don't want to produce a lot of fruit. So don't worry about that too much. You want to just keep feeding them, keep taking care of them. If you're not getting a lot of fruit set, that's fine. Um, you can get the tomato set spray, spray that on there. That'll help hold on to that flower so that it, it sets. Um, but you'll start to see it come back around as we get some cooler temperatures. Um, as I mentioned to John, who was talking about his blueberries, on some of those you could even set up a little bit of shade. Give them a little extra shade in the afternoon, and uh, that can help them out tremendously. So Now, compost tea, we've talked about it over the years, and it's really what's really great about it is that it's gotten so much simpler than it was. In, in the past, we had a, a handful of different ingredients that went into making the Zamzo's version of a compost tea. Um, but when Jim made Dr. Jim's uh, chicken soup, um, it really evened or made a lot things even simpler for you to make a compost tea. So really all you need for compost tea is you're going to take one gallon or I think it's a, a 64 ounce uh, bottle of Dr. Jim's compost or chicken soup. You're going to put all of that into a five gallon bucket and you're going to get two handfuls, two good size handfuls of your garden soil. The best the, wherever the best of your garden soil is, get just two handfuls of it. You're going to steal it from your garden and you're going to put that in, in the bucket, your five gallon bucket with your, uh, chicken soup. And then you're going to fill it up with water. 
Um, don't fill it completely to the brim. Give yourself a little bit of room at the top, and uh, you can even go like just four and a half gallons total. Um, and then you want to use like a stick, something that you have, and stir it up really good. You want to get a stir it up so that you make like a big whirlpool, uh, and you're mixing up all that soil and the chicken soup and everything, and you're making a big whirlpool, and uh, you know just go for about a minute or so. So you get that that nice big vortex, and then you can just let it set. You're going to let it set in the sun, um, as much sun as you can. Because the sun, you're kind of making like that sun tea sort of thing. That sun is what's activating it and getting it going and moving and doing its thing. And then every day, come back at least once. If you can stir it up a couple of times a day, that's even better. But at least once a day, you want to stir it up really good because you got to keep it in uh, what's would be referred to as aerobic activity. You don't want it to go anaerobic um, and Aerobic means that there's plenty of oxygen in your mix. So keep it stirred up. Let it steep in the sun for, uh, this, at these temperatures, it's only going to take about three days for that to turn into a really good compost tea. And then after that third day, use all of it up all at once. You're going to use it up as quickly as you can. Put it on everything. Put it on your plants that are struggling. Put it on your plants that aren't struggling. If you got a brown spot in the lawn or something in the lawn, some grass that's not doing really good, spread some on there. If you've got some house plants, apply it to your house plants. Uh, put it on your flower basket. Just literally everything that's growing. Uh, around the lawn, uh, the yard, or the house. Um, give your compost tea to everything. Use it all up. Um, and uh, it, it what it what it what's happening is you're you're taking you know this good this good organic fertilizer and the soil actually has a lot of microbes in it, a lot of beneficial bacteria and fungi and all this stuff that's going. And you're uh, essentially taking what is an organic fertilizer. And organic fertilizers take longer to break down and become available. So what you're doing is you're pre, like you're pre-digesting it. it sounds kind of gross, um, but you're you're pre-digesting it. You're breaking it down so that it becomes immediately available. But it's still an organic fertilizer, so it's not going to burn your lawn, you know, whatever you apply it to, which is just tremendous, right? If you were to use um, something like. Uh, you know, those chemical based fertilizers when it's super hot right now, even a little bit extra can cause some serious damage and burning of those plants. But with compost tea, you're not going to burn anything. It just, it is, it's going to do a great job of feeding those plants, really supercharging them, getting them to grow without the risk of burning or too much growth. And that's fantastic. That's what we want, especially going into this time of year where our plants, you know, they're stressed out from the heat. They've been doing their thing. We want them to keep staying healthy and keep growing and doing all that stuff. So really uh, encourage you to try doing some compost tea this year. Uh, it's it's really, really simple to do. It doesn't take that much time. And you kind of get to feel like a mad scientist. You're out there mixing up little stuff and... Uh, and you'll be really happy with it. I know Jim swears by it. He uses it constantly. Uh, and uh, we had a uh, we had a guy who used to work for us that now just runs a farm. And he makes he when he was here. I'm sure he still does it, but he just made it all the time. He's just like I always have compost tea, uh, make steeping, doing its thing. So it's a really great way to just you know keep the keep the the garden healthy. 
and really all your other plans, too. If you'd like to be a part of the show, I'd love to talk to you. You can give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBY. This is the Zamzo's Garden Show. We're talking about some things you can do in the lawn and garden while it's hot, some things you shouldn't do. Always stay hydrated while we're working out there. It's going to be it's a hot weekend, uh, and we want to stay safe. A couple other things you might want to consider doing in the garden right now. Uh, this is one that I don't see a lot of people doing, and they really should, and that is mulching, adding some mulch to your garden. And mulch, uh, we can get into a lot when it comes to the word mulch, because one, it's kind of, when you really say it, like, it, you know, it's one of those words, you say it like four or, four, five, four or five times, and you're kind of like, what is this word? It's just, it's strange. Um, but mulch is also a very kind of catch-all term. Um, it refers to a lot of different things. Um, you know, compost is often called a mulch. Um, grass clippings can be mulch. Lots of different things can be a mulch. But basically what a mulch means is something that, in this case, is something that you're going to use to cover the soil of whatever it is you're trying to cover. In this case, we're talking about your vegetable garden and mulch in this case is going to you're going to cover the soil of your vegetable garden for a number of different reasons. The main reason is it's going to help um conserve water, right? So it's shading that that soil um when you water you're shading it so that water is now below that mulch into the soil. It's going to shade the soil, and you're going to prevent a lot of evaporation. And the water that you app- you're applying is going to stay there and get to your plants. It is also cooling the soil down, which is like you know it seems strange, but it is something that can be very beneficial for a lot of your different plants. And uh, it's it's just a good thing to do in that case. Now, depending on the mulch, you can also be adding a lot of good nutrition to the soil, particularly when if you're using alfalfa. And alfalfa is the one that we typically recommend the most. Alfalfa is in the pea family uh, or the Fabaceae family, and that family of plants are very good at nitrogen fixing. They, they, they store a lot of nutrients. They're plants that do well in difficult climates, so they're very good at taking what is available and storing it for times where they will need it. And what that means for you is that alfalfa, wherever it was grown, it was pulling in a lot of nutrients. So it's also really good for, um, you know, for a feed because it has a lot of nutrition in it if it's something that you can digest. So, uh, when you're using your alfalfa, you're going to spread it out over, you know, your garden. And as it breaks down, it's going to release those things back into your soil at a later date as it continues to break down. In the meantime, it's just shading the soil, helping with the water, all that other good stuff. Okay. Um, looks like, should we go ahead and hit a break? Yeah, let's go ahead and hit a break. Uh, we're going to come back for one more segment. If you'd like to get in, I would love to talk to you. Give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Jim Zamzo. And one of our customers was out in their yard and noticed all these brown spots in the lawn. After some investigation, he found out these spots were all getting water, but the soil was so hard and compacted that the water simply was not penetrating. Well, that's exactly the reason we invented Zamzo's Peneturf. Peneturf makes water go vertical. Through a biological process, Zamzo's Peneturf breaks up hard, compacted soils, including heavy clay, and allows water to penetrate. In fact, a few years ago at the baseball stadium, they had a place in the field where water wouldn't drain. Chris Owings poured some Zamzo's Peneturf directly into the standing water. 
and much to everyone's amazement, the water drained into the soil right then. Well, if Zamzil's Penetrif can work for a compacted baseball field, it can work for you. So if you have brown spots where water won't penetrate, apply some Zamzil's Penetrif and soften the soil in your lawn or garden. Nobody knows like Zamzil's. The Ben Shapiro Show, weekdays from 1 to 3 on News Talk KBOI. All right, we are back for part four of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie, and I am so excited to be here in studio with you. If you'd like to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. we got a little bit of time. You can give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. As we went to the break, I was talking about compost tea and why you should do that. We do have a sale going on right now. You buy that chicken soup, you're going to get yourself a nice Zamzo's Bernie Wonder Bucket, which is something that I helped design. So I have it's got a it's got a place in my heart. I I I spent some time and worked on that one, um, which is kind of nice. It's kind of cool, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it's not that cool, uh, but it's an it's a fun bucket anyway. It's green. It's different. Um, so the other thing I wanted to talk about today, because this is uh, we're talking about things you can do while it's hot, and I wanted to talk about Thrive. Um, because Thrive is, um, well, I mean, Thrive is great. Like, you know, it's t- one of those products that, you know, I talk about all the time. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a great fertilizer and it's great for a lot of different reasons, primarily because again, like that compost tea, it's not going to burn. You can apply Thrive, um, you know, at any time, you know, again, probably not, don't want to do it when it's a hundred degrees, it's a hundred degrees. Don't go doing that sort of stuff. It's too hot. Um, but you know, in the morning, in the evening, apply it, you're applying it with water. It's going into the soil and it's going to do some great things for your lawn. If you have trouble spots in the lawn, if you have, you know, you're dealing with some bugs, you're dealing with, you know, a disease, you're dealing with whatever it is, something stressed out your lawn and you need it to come back, um, or you just want it to really, really look nice, apply Thrive right now. Um, you will not be disappointed. Let's go ahead and take a call from Dale in Weezer. Dale, how's it going? How can I help you today? Hey, uh, I've got a, a real mess with uh, pocket gophers, and I just wondered if there's any, any new ideas kind of come up with uh, how to take care of the dudes. Uh, you know what? Um, the thing I've found that works the best is actually not a bait, um, but it's actually a deterrent. It's called mole. We sell it. It's called mole max. Um, I don't know. Have you tried something like that? What have you been trying to do? Uh, well, we drowned, uh, drowned some of them out. Yeah. And, uh, 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 we've tried some poison bait. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and the different. And you're out in Weezer. Do you have some some open area near you? Well, there's uh, these are fairly large lots, and so okay. there's uh, okay the kind of areas that are uh, on each of the lots where no nobody's doing anything. So. Gotcha. Yeah. So the, and what a, and, and there's a uh, there's actually a, a tunnel mm-hmm. uh, clear for, clear through from the lot. Uh, 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 west to the west of me, uh, right up through mine, and right up to the ni- next lot east of me. So that's a 
you know they've been here a long time and they yeah. they have those they have those tunnels and um, you know they you, you try to work on them in one one area that they've tunneled and and uh, you might yeah they show up somewhere else yeah. 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 So I, yeah, I've actually had a lot of luck, um, recommending over the years this product we have called Mole Max. Um, and it's a granular product. Uh, what you want, the way you want to use it is you apply it to the area where you're seeing activity. You don't want to apply it to everything, but you want to apply it to an area where you see activity and then you're going to, it's going to move them to a different air location. And then once you have them moved to a different location, you apply it there. And you kind of, you kind of apply it so that you kind of scare, you know, you move them into a certain area so eventually they get off. And then what you'll do is you can just apply it around the yard as a barrier. But what it uses is castor oil and, um, it's on, it's on a granular. And as that gets into the soil, it doesn't hurt the plants or anything like that. Uh, but as it gets into the soil, what happens is they get the castor oil in their fur. And it coats the roots. So as they chew on things, uh, it tastes bad because it's castor oil. So they think, okay, the food isn't good here anymore. So that's one reason they'll want to leave. But also they've got the castor oil in their fur and it prevents them from regulating their body temperature properly. And so they just, they are uncomfortable. So they want to leave that area. They want to get into a new place that's, going to be better for them and uh, a lot of people use it in a lot of different areas over the valley I've, I've been recommending it for years and I've had you know a lot of people kind of with that same situation that you have where they've I've tried this and I've tried this and I've tried this and I and I ask you know I give them the mole max and say give this one a try and almost I I can't think of a time where someone came back and say that didn't fix it so I would really recommend giving that one a try um you know, aside, I, I'm not really um, real big on the Sonic, the stakes myself. Um, I, I have, I've seen them move them around, but they just don't seem to um, last. They don't seem to do the job, the finish the job, and that's why I like the Mole Max because once it's once you got them out of the area, then you just reapply it in a small band around the the property. And they're not going to come back through it because they're going to hit it. They're going to eat through it. They're going to, you know, get it into their fur. They're going to think, oh, this isn't a great place to be. And they're going to find somewhere else. Um, so that would be my best recommendation uh, for getting rid of those pocket gophers. Aside from yeah. that, um, you know, when I was in school, we would deal with them uh, as I, wor I worked on the grounds as well. And, you know, trapping them is kind of. The, the only other way I found to be really successful, you just have to be really diligent because you're going to get a lot of misfires. You got to, you got to check them a couple times a day. Um, and you know, eventually you'll, you'll grab them. But, um, that's, that's really the, those are the one, the things that I've done or I have experience with and what I found people to be successful with. Um, okay. Well, uh, we'll see. I'll try that product and see if it'll help. So, yeah. Thanks for thanks for your advice. Yeah, you bet. Good luck with that, Dale. Uh, you know the gophers can always be a, a bit of a tricky one because they uh, they're real sneaky. They just keep digging around and doing their thing. So okay, we got just about a minute left. Um, so I was talking about Thrive. What I wanted to mention or kind of finish up with Thrive. Uh, Thrive. If you want to apply Thrive to your lawn, there's a really easy way to do it. We've got a siphon in the stores, 
And um, I did a video last year, uh, and it's on the Zamzo's YouTube channel uh, that shows you how to do it. You can also find links to it on our social medias. Um, they've got links with a you know kind of a shorter version of the video, uh, but you can find the full video on Zamzo's.com's uh, or at YouTube at Zamzo's Lawn Garden and Pet. You can see how to apply that. Really, it's really easy. Um, you just it just connects to the hose. You put a little siphon tube in. It pulls that Thrive into your hose, and so you're just watering whatever it is you're doing you're just watering the bad spots in the lawn the whole lawn if you want the trees the shrubs just apply it to everything it's going to help everything even if the lawn's doing really good and you want to just give it a little bit extra just go ahead and do it because it's going to be great um and last year when it was so hot and we were dealing with such a big water shortage my lawn was just just crushing it through all of that with thrive uh on top of it so uh give that a try okay Appreciate the calls. I'm going to be out again for a couple of weeks here, so uh, we'll have a couple of pre-recorded shows for you here coming up, and uh, I will be talking to you soon here on the Zamzo's Garden Show on KBOI. Hi, this is Jim Zamzo, here with another satisfied customer of Zamzo's Humagreen. Today, we're talking with Dan Allenbaugh of Eagle. I've been using Zamzo's Humagreen for over four years. It just revives my lawn and it perks up within three to five days and just gets a real deep green and really helps with how much water we have to pour on it. Remember, Humagreen is not a fertilizer. It's a unique, biologically correct product that enhances the soil and actually improves it every time you apply it. My entire neighborhood, I don't know that there's one house without at least one dog, if not two. But just knowing that what you're putting down is safe for not only your pets, but just for everyone, it's a big deal. So take it from Dan Allenbaugh of Eagle. You know, the Zamzo's program in this day and age is just super important. All five applications really bring something different. I just absolutely love it. Nobody knows like Zamzo's.